The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about the power of finding the right channel to share your expertise with others while finding ways to continually learn more. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Jonathan Rivera, founder of The Podcast Factory and host of ResultsLeader.fm. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Greg, it is an honor to be here. I'm stoked to... Uh, hang out with you once again, man. And yeah. uh, I'm hoping we can drop drop some serious value for your listeners today. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, look, looking forward to it. And yeah, thanks for having me on your show as well. So this is glad to glad to be doing this and having you share some of your knowledge with with my audience. So what, why don't we get started by give a little background on yourself and what you're currently doing? I tell people I do as little as possible. <laughs> it's taken me a long time to figure that out. And uh, as an entrepreneur, it's hard to do that because we want to wear all hats, especially when we first get started. But I run the podcast factory and my mission in life is, is quite simple. The right words from the right person at the right time can change a life. And I have dedicated my life to using the medium of podcasting to get good, uplifting, 
positive messages out there to the people who most need them. And so I work at the company. I, I might be the face of the company, even though you can't see me at right now, but I have an absolutely amazing team behind me running the operations and helping our experts get their messages into the ears of the right listeners so that they can have a transformation. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And definitely it, uh, it takes a, a team to, to do this stuff well, right? So I completely agree. So you, you got into podcasting well ahead of the, the, the recent surge, right? So you got into podcasting, I believe in 2013. And so what initially led you to, to the format? I know, you know, podcasting was around before that even, but you know, recent last few years, it seems like everybody's starting one or talking about them. But you know, what, what led you uh, initially to, to kind of find this format and, and, and focus on it? Here's a little secret, Greg. Now, you said 2013, and I'd be honored to say yes, that's when I jumped in. That's when I started the podcast factory. I did my first podcast episode in 2008. Okay. okay. And it's still out there, bro. It's still out there. And it's as horrible as ever. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You know, but that's the good and the bad of it, right? Because the good is this medium sticks around. You can record something and it lasts. If you record the right thing, something timeless, something evergreen, it sticks around for years and years and years. And I like to say it's one of the most valuable assets you can have in your business because when you do it correctly, it gives you an ROI year after year after year. And that's what I love about it. The, the reason I started podcasting was because I couldn't write. I'm not an epic writer like you, sir. When I got online and they were talking about thought leadership, they were telling me I needed to have a blog. And I didn't even make it out of high school. High school dropout. I'm like, blog? Blog what? No, 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 no. So I had to find another way to get my message out there, another way to connect with people, build my brand, build my platform. And fortunately, I had just picked up my first MacBook and I found uh, GarageBand, GarageBand on there. And I was like, oh, yeah. look at this. I can record my voice. Well, I can talk. I can talk. And, I, and then I'm, I'm a little nerdy, as you know. So I figured out how to make the connections, how to get it into iTunes, how to get it onto my website. And I was the first amongst all of my friends to have a podcast because I was nerdy that way. And it was just my way of carving out a little spot online for myself. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I think I guess I got into it in the in the inverse way of I'd written a book and I, I was trying to find another way to use it. I think you and I both share a, a love of content strategy and just trying to make things work as, you know, con make content work as, as hard as it can, you know, in a number of different ways. And so, you know, I was just trying to find I, I feel more comfortable writing than uh, particularly back in when I started my my show. But yeah, it's interesting kind of how people how people get into it. I mean, how do you because you work with a lot of other people that have their own podcasts? Do you see similar stories to your own? Or does it really just kind of run the gamut? It's all over the place, man. At this point, we started the agency in, in 2013, as you said. And in that time, we've helped I, I want to say it's 119 experts launch their shows. It might be more wow. at this point. And it's all over the place. It's all, it just, everybody has a different personality. There's people who 
get into it and they're like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And it's kind of like your story, right? You were trying to get better at the speaking thing and you added this to get your reps in, to get better, to strengthen that muscle because you knew it would help you. And I see a lot of that. Then I see people that have the ego and just want to rap and they just jump on there and do it. So it, it really runs all, all different directions, it, depending on the person. But what our folks have in common, just like you, is we have this insatiable curiosity. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to get better. And part of that is helping the people around us get better. So we all have that servant mentality that we want to help people around us grow. And yeah. so, yeah, it, 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 they come from all different directions, all different ways. Uh, but th- the one thing we all have in common is we want to help. Yeah, yeah. And and so you started the company about 10 years ago. You've been podcasting longer than that. Have You, you probably have a different purview, I guess, than, uh, you know, I've certainly seen a surge in podcasts growing and there's certainly been a lot of like M&A activity and a lot of dollars being put into it but you know wh- what are you what have you seen as far as interest in podcasting i mean do you think this is a a trend that's going to you know kind of bur- a bubble that's going to burst or you know do you see this as as something that's that's lasting for some of the reasons you mentioned Bro, you just told me I was in business for 10 years. How is it not lasting? (laughs) Right, right. Fair enough. (laughs) You said 10 years. And I'm like, damn, has it been that long already? And and I started before that, right? Five years before that. And you got to think about when I started, there wasn't as many iPhones out there. People were still using iPods. In fact, I was using an iPod to get podcasts. And you had a plug your iPod into your computer and download the podcast. So the level of difficulty to get a podcast meant that your listeners were more dedicated, more into it, more tech savvy. Nowadays, what we're seeing is you can turn on your Tesla and have a podcast app in there. Right. It's just like that. So it's available everywhere. I can talk to Alexa right now in my living room and tell her, hey, Alexa, play results leader. Boom shows on. So what I'm seeing is there's an ease of use that makes it more accessible for the average person. And that's good because that means more people can listen. That's bad because it's getting more diluted Yeah, because there's more and more shows showing up. I mean, how many shows do you know, like yours, what are you on? Like three or 400 episodes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, 350, yeah. <laughs> there's not many people that last that long. So I see the trend only getting stronger. I see it diversify more where when I was in, in, in podcasting in 08, nobody's telling stories. It was all like entrepreneur marketing, internet marketing. I don't remember all these story shows. Now there's a podcast for everything. Yeah. And I think that trend is going to continue. And what's going to happen is, yeah, listenership's going to grow across the board. Yes, it's going to be harder to get listeners, but only if you're not targeting certain people. The way that we look at it is we create shows to connect with a certain person. Our shows have to serve a purpose. If the show is not designed for a purpose, I can't help you. And so with our clients, here's here's what, what I know in sales calls. I have somebody put in an application. They tell me they want to be the next Joe Rogan. I'm, I'm out. 
Dude, I can't make you an influencer. I can't make you a thought leader. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff, but here's what I can do. I can make you the next Joe Rogan to the people who you want to connect with and do business with much, much smaller market, much smaller numbers, but it's, it's shotgun approach versus a laser approach. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I I wanted to dive into that a little bit more because, you know, certainly the content of the show, I mean, I know from my own experience, maybe similar to, to what you were saying about your earliest shows, season one, you know, I'm in season five right now, season one, you know, I'm still, I'm still happy with it, but you know, I, I like season two and three and four and five, you know, each one, I feel like I'm getting better and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, content is, is, very important, of course, but there's also this, I think what you're talking about, which is there, there's a branding and an audience targeting and, and all of that perspective, you know, how, you know, how important do you think that is compared to the, compared to the content? I mean, again, both are needed, but you know, how, how much, what proportion and, you know, how much do you work on the, the branding part as opposed to the content with, with the customers you work with? Now, Let's get nerdy. I'm a student of direct response marketing. That's how I came up is direct response. And so over the years, I've developed something I call the direct response podcast framework. And there's three key pieces that you need to make this thing work for you. And the content is one of those pieces, spoiler alert. Uh, But first we start with what we call the client cloner. And we want to get our signal crystal clear to the exact person we want to talk to. Because the people that I work with are business owners who want to have a podcast. And that's different than what we see in the world. All these people getting in are, I'm, I'm, I'm a podcaster. My podcast is going to make me money. I'm a YouTuber. My YouTube is going to make me money. I don't, no comprendo. <laughs> I don't know that language. Right. Okay. Right. If you're a business owner and you have a mission and a message and you can help people transform, then we want to get crystal clear on the people you can help. And we do that through the client cloner. That, that's the first part of the direct response podcast framework. After that, and here's where I think so many people get it wrong. And how do I know? I did it. Duh. I've been podcasting forever in a day. I'm like the Fred Flintstone of podcasting. So I've made this mistake. But never asking yourself, what do I want this podcast to do for me? Yeah, yeah. Because people come in with that, yeah, I get it, that servant mentality. I want to help people. That's good. But uh, help them to what? What transformation? Just listening to you is not going to help them. There's got to be more to it. And so step number one, Get crystal clear on who we're speaking to, the client cloner. Uh, Step number three, yeah, I skipped a step. Step number three (laughs) is going to be the client matrix. How do we get that listener from out there to in here? How do we get them from listening on the road to joining my email list to getting on the phone with me to joining my program? We got to map that out. Right. And so now we know who we're talking to, what we want them to do. Now we sandwich that in the middle. We have something we call the content vault, which is what you were talking about. How important is the content? The content does the heavy lifting. We know who they are. We know what we want them to do. The content is what convinces them to do it. Each show knocks out another objection until they're ready to work with you. 
And that's how we put the pieces together. Step number one, get crystal clear on who we're speaking to with the client cloner. Step number two, the content vault. What do we need to say to them to get them to do step number three? What we want them to do, join our email list, book a call, visit our website, whatever it is. So you actually need all of those pieces to have a successful podcast, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's 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 great to hear like that. And yeah, I feel I feel like I've been uh, I, I've been learning as I as I go here as well. But yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely important. It, I, I know, again, in my experience, it took me a little while to to I started with one kind of hypothesis you could say and and kind of shifted a little bit but definitely having having the purpose and being more clear in that definitely you know I've I've seen phenomenal growth in in this show and I feel like the the people that listen and listen regularly are getting consistent content and consistent messaging as opposed to uh, being a little all over the place Before we continue I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show Partner Hero Customer service outsourcing has long been available mainly to large enterprise businesses with long-term contracts and onerous procurement processes. Partner Hero is challenging business as usual and bringing the benefits of outsourcing to small and medium businesses as well as startups. With short, flexible contracts and fast ramp-up times, Partner Hero is making customer support outsourcing a viable option for small and medium businesses and startups. It's perfect for companies with seasonality expecting a temporary spike in volume or that simply need to scale up. And their focus on quality means your customers will get an experience that feels like it comes from your team. If you're ready to bring in outside customer support help for your company that feels like it's part of your existing team, check out Partner Hero. Head on over to partnerhero.com agile, that's partnerhero.com A-G-I-L-E, to book a free consultation with their solutions team. Mention you heard about Partner Hero from the Agile brand and the way of the setup fee. Now let's get back to the show. To go to my next question then is you know what what are the you mentioned kind of the the process that you go through but you know when you've seen some of the most successful shows that you've helped launch i mean you said you've worked with over 100 um, business owners since since launching your company are there any common elements of of the most successful shows uh that, that you can see any anything that that comes to mind for sure man the most successful shows that we have seen have a a big personality behind them somebody people want to be around i mean that's why people listen to your show they're not listening for me they're listening (laughs) for you they come back every week and you're the one consistent thing there so there's got to be a personality that they like number one there's got to be a mission behind the work that they're doing your mission i know that you're into agile streamlining and my favorite thing about you is the hypothesis the testing the scientific approach to marketing not everybody talks about that so that's a unique angle a unique flavor that's unique to you that's your your message and then consistency and you're the king of consistency right this is why you have success because most people would have quit when the hypothesis didn't work out you said okay this test failed new test yeah let's try this that's the difference, right? And if you can keep doing that and keep those pieces in play, then you will find your way, you will find your audience, you will connect as you have seen the growth that you've seen is because you do those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really the, to me, that's agile, you know, that that's living the agile, right? It's not and, and I as I always say, it's, it's not that everybody needs to be a scrum master, it's everybody needs to be prepared to 
Um, I, I mean, I, some of it I look at as having humility to say, you know what, I, I think every idea that I have is is amazing, but not all of them uh, tend to work out. So, but some of them do, and and I think when I'm sure you've seen this as well, you know, the truly successful people that I I admire failed way more than they ever succeeded. And so, you know, that's, that's sort of, um, when you're living it, it always feels different, right? You, you always feel like, man, you know, I, I'm never going to get past not even failure, but you know, less, less than success, but it really, you know, it's, it's, that's, as they say, it's, it's the greatest teacher, right? So I to, totally agree. I mean, to, so, you know, by that token, then, you know, definitely agree that it takes, it takes, uh, you know, to have a good show and, and to really have longevity, it does take a personality and focus and everything. I mean, by that token, you know, can every can any company have a great show or can a, a, any leader have a great show? You know, is that is is this something that can be learned in your experience? Is it I'm sure there's people that just have natural talent. I, I don't I mean. 15 years ago, if you would have told me I would have done public speaking and all that, I would have told you you're crazy. But I've sort of I've done it. And I've to your use your words, I've, I've done my reps or whatever. And, and now I love it. Now I crave it. You know, it's it's something that I find, you know, that that energizes me. But do you find that it's something that um, everybody can do, they just need to find their unique approach? Or, you know, how, how do you how do you approach that? As because again, I'm sure you talk with a lot of a lot of business owners, a lot, a lot of companies about this. It's interesting because I don't believe that you can be a business owner, a successful business owner, without that resilience. Yeah, that resilience, dude, is everything in business because we get, as you said, we get knocked down way more than we get picked up and, and elevated. And that's, that's the tough part uh, of being in business. That's the tough part of doing anything that matters. And when we're talking about, can anyone do a show? Yeah, it depends on the goal of this show. Because some companies maybe only need a set of eight shows to do the work that they needed to do. Yeah. Other people like you, where you're constantly learning, you're constantly evolving, you're constantly proving and disproving your own theories, <laughs> right? That, that, that's yeah. a different, that's a totally different approach. And I think that you are like me, where you have a purpose that drives you. I've shared my purpose, right? Words, right person at the right time. That gets me out of bed every morning to have this conversation with you, to help our hosts connect with their listeners, to get people the words they need to uplift and inspire them motivates me. So I'm going to keep showing up every day doing this because I know my mission. And I think that the people with those big whys, that's they know their why, as cliche as that is. And, and your why can change, by the way, folks. My why has changed over the years. I, I'm sure yours has yeah, uh, changed yeah. some as well, Greg, as you evolve. But I think for people like us that are constantly growing, this is almost therapeutic, almost needed, because we learn so much. We change so much. We think so much. We have to share it. If we don't share it, we're doing a disservice to our market. We're holding out on people. And I, I'm a Christian man. I'm here to serve. And so I, I have to do this because this is what God put me on the earth for. And so I think that it can be used in different ways. The, the, the longevity part 
is a whole different thing. And that's when you're really getting into purpose and mission and why you're doing things that get you out of bed. But you have to have that if you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Last thing I wanted to talk about, and you know, we've touched on this in a little bit already, but we're surrounded by influencers. You know, I, I read a a Forbes article recently says there's about 50 million people who identify as, you know, quote unquote, influencers around the world. Um, you know, so there's, there's influencers, there's thought leaders, I look at them as, as sometimes very different things. Sometimes there's perhaps a blurring of the lines. How, how do you look at this? Is, you know, is, is this, is it a good thing that there are 50 million people who identify as influencers? Is it a good thing that it really to be successful in business, you need to be a, a thought leader in your own right? Like, do we, do we hit a saturation point at some point or, you know, what, huh, I, I'm not even positive the question I'm asking, but you know, what, what do you think about all this, this tangled mess that we're in? <laughs> you want me to poo-poo on that? Let's just poo-poo on influencers and thought leadership. That's all right, all right. what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> my, my take is uh, thought leadership is BS. And a lot of people aren't going to like that because a lot of people are out there selling thought leadership, coaching and branding and all that. And I think thought leadership is useless. Thoughts, ideas without execution do not matter. And yep. in fact, that's the driving force bit behind my show, Results Leader. Thought leadership is easy. Results leadership is hard. We only want to talk to people who get results. And I think it's the same for you. You go into a company and you just share ideas and smile and, and look at them. They're, they're going to say, so what? Right. So what? Yeah. Unless you lay out the plan, give them the KPIs, show them the, the strategy and help them implement it and help them get that result that they hired you for. That's all that matters. And so I... I started my show Results Leader because of the fact that I saw too many people calling themselves thought leaders, especially after COVID. People lost jobs and now they're thought leaders. What are you, what are you leading? Like you, you just lost, you're unemployed. You're right. not, you, <laughs> what are you leading? And that was my flag in the ground saying, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're going to shine the light on people who are actually doing things that matter, doing things that make a difference, delivering transformations. And so that's my thought on thought leaders. Now, <laughs> yeah. On the influencer thing, I think it, it's BS as well. What is an influencer? Hey, I'm going to grow my social media account to, to so many followers that people are going to pay me, pay me to what? Throw a soap ad in there? Right. Sell a tchotchke? I don't, I don't understand like this idea and it's a YouTube generation, right? They've seen these people on YouTube grow so big and, and then get product placements and, and make ad money that everybody wants to be an influencer. Bro, the most influential person is a person that can help you make a change. These people calling themselves influencers are trying to sell you whatever crap they're getting paid to sell. I think the real influencers are us, you and me the people getting results for our clients, the people making a change, the people making a difference in the world. And so I think it's just a bastardized name. Lazy people want to jump on a bandwagon that they, they don't even really know what it means. And most of them will never accomplish anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. It, I think it's, um, I, and I, that's what I love about that you, 
that your call your your show um you know results leader is for for that reason because I, I mean i feel like it's similar enough to uh a thought experiment is fun to do right but it's not going to be the same as an actual experiment with actual results and you know i always i always try to you know when i spend time writing a book i always try to create some kind of practical framework or something that okay you know i i spout a lot of ideas in a book and you know a 300 page book has a lot of thoughts and ideas in it but i always try to give something where okay now you can use this tool to actually do something or measure something or you know and i i i think to that to that extent i i gravitate maybe it's just my pragmatism or i i'm not sure what it is but uh, i agree with you there yeah it's been great talking with you. Um, if if folks want to listen to your show and learn more about you, where should they go? Well, the show is called resultsleader.fm, and uh, that's where you go to listen to the show. The, the website is thepodcastfactory.com. If you've got a mission and a message and you need help getting it out there, that's what we do. And if you want inspiration, we've got over 90 shows on there right now with different experts sharing all kinds of perspective on different areas of your life. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Jonathan Rivera, founder of The Podcast Factory and host of Results Leader FM for joining the show. You can learn more about Jonathan and The Podcast Factory by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website, or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.